welcome to the quarter three movie podcast of the movie Black Cat. <laughs> My name is Christian Morosky, and I am joined here as I am joined here every here by Kelly Wand. <sighs> Kelly Wand, do you have a tagline for the Black Hat movie that we saw this week? Always wore magazines to a knife fight. <laughs> okay. Um, I knew that before I saw the movie, and this movie just confirmed my long-standing theory. All right, good. Be a very, very wary of doing any more spoilers, but thank you very much. That's a spoiler? Of course. Someone's going to go to the guy, wait, when's the part? Oh, uh, uh, I see what he's saying. <laughs> Damn one! I thought this would be a knife fight without magazines. Fuck! <laughs> That's the moviegoers you're saying. Right. Dingus, happy Martin Luther King Day. I told you that to celebrate it, MTV is only showing black and white today, and you didn't understand why that would be. Uh, I did not understand why that would be. I forgot, even though I That's should know better effect. because my son has the day off of school tomorrow, which means That's how that he's civil rights. Yeah, he, he celebrates civil rights by being off school, and I'm going to make him watch Selma tomorrow. Uh, uh, what? Like they're segregating the schools between the students who don't have to come and the teachers who have to come. That's a good point. Yeah. Have you seen Selma, by the way? No, nah, you know me in biopics. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I'm having trouble finding anyone to go with for some reason. Are you supposed uh, to see it tomorrow? But that's the thing. It's like American Sniper made all the money. So it's like instead of seeing the Martin Luther King movie, everyone went to go see movie about well I was reluctant to go see Selma too Um, not the sequel but Selma as well uh, just because it seemed like a dry like okay this is a biopic why bother going to see we all know the story Um, but then a couple people uh, on Twitter said you really have to see this movie you're really it's really gonna it's really good movie for you to see um just keeping in mind my sensibilities and i said well i was kind of reluctant to do that and they said you still you have to see this movie so i'll definitely see it i don't think i'll be able to see it tomorrow since i'm looking after my son all day uh since he's not in school but i'll definitely see it yeah um especially you know well not necessarily because of the oscars but just because you know i've got people that i trust saying you have to see this movie yeah, I don't know. Movies about peaceful revolts always make me agitated. Like, we need to see... It makes me want to watch the Malcolm X movie. No, Well, I actually really liked that movie. I, I did, too. I loved Malcolm X. Yeah, I liked it, too. In spite That's of all the, the thing, weird... Though, like that, the... I like the weird. Yeah. It was like a biopic, but it was weird, too. While as Selma, it's more like, oh, he looks kind of like the guy, and then it's the same thing. I don't know. But I love that actor. I mean... Yeah, it's more like they're dramatizing stuff that either you already know or you should re- have read about. <laughs> well, I think, like... I think the problem <laughs> is that I'm paying too much attention to the marketing, which is usually something I avoid, and I feel like I shouldn't... I. With Selma, I was just like, eh, I don't, I don't need to look away from this like I do with most 
trailers because this is just something I know about. Um, and probably it's possible that Selma is falling into the trap that Lincoln fell in, that I fell into with Lincoln. And I end up really liking Lincoln because it's about this singular moment in history, and it's not a dry biopic. No, but it's an annoying bummer, so it's like you got to sort of force yourself to right. go. Uh, do you have any... It's like Pearl Harbor, you know? It's like, I don't want to see a Pearl Harbor thing. Like, well, show me the... Well, there's a specific reason you don't want to watch the movie Pearl Harbor. But even before that part, like, if like if it had been David Lean's Pearl Harbor, I still would have gone, <laughs> wait, I... I don't want to see this part. I just didn't want to see it's seeing a Poland documentary and it's only about the invasion of Poland but it's called Poland Hmm. instead of like Michener Uh, did you have any other did you have any opinions before we get like I think next week I'll have more to say about this Um, but I'm wondering if you have any opinions about Oscar nominations that just came out this last week it just confirms my theory that even paying attention to this stuff's dumb and the whole award system is dumb because like last year, it was ten, and now it's eight for things. And then last year, like Twelve Years a Slave won, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so white." But it is white, so it's like the whole thing's about nothing. It's none of it's based on creativity. <laughs> There's always like, "Oh, you snub that person, but they got this." Oh, can't that movie will never win? Nightcrawler can't be there because he's too creepy in it, so he won't win best. It's like all these stupid restrictions. Apply. And then it's like Julianne Moore's a lot because it's about Alzheimer's. Uh, the weird, the weirdest thing for me is of all you know, we've seen so many movies this year. Uh, we we you know we see a ton of movies every year. Um, you know, and none you, of the ones we picked were on the Oscar list for the well, most part. Well, uh, it's weird that that Bennett Miller gets nominated for director, and out of Ten possible movies to be nominated. Foxcatcher isn't nominated. I mean, I I wasn't particularly fond of it, but it's it's weird that he's nominated for best director and the movie doesn't find a way into the top movies that they nominate. I I, I cannot get my. Well, there are other ones like that too. I can't. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's there's plenty of times in years past where the director wins and the movie doesn't, and everybody makes the joke. Well, I guess the movie directed itself. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons that a movie can win Best Picture that there's a lot of things that go into making a movie that's not just the director but it's so weird to me that the director is nominated and the picture isn't it's so um, I, I See, can't it get my head around that because that was yours I thought that was kind of your take on it because it's like oh he's a great director getting these amazing performances but this movie doesn't do it for me he's, he's a fine director but I, I mean so you agree of, with them no, no, I don't. I, I have no idea. I cannot get my head around that at all. I don't I don't understand it at all. It's they so weird. Movie, but, but they he, love his take on it. No, it, <laughs> that, no it, there's no way I can, I, I mean, other than the fact that, that branches, I mean, what, what you have to understand is that different branches nominate than right. actually it's all, vote on. There's politics and right. marketing. It, the right. whole thing's dumb. That's what I'm saying. But the weirdest thing for me is that of all the movies that we've seen, I have not seen one, not one of the movies that the Best Actress nominees are in. I have not seen one of those movies. Wait, how many are there? Five? 
There's five. There five. There's five best actresses. I, I have not the, seen one of those movies. Not oh, any possible? of them. Wait, 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 wait. Chastain's not up for. No. Or is that I, supporting? I have not She's seen. Not I have not seen a single movie that a best that a best best actress nominee for this this year's best actress performance is nominated. Not one. It is. I, I cannot. And what's going to win is the one we least want to see of the five, probably. Uh, jeez. That's cheating. That's cheating. She's cheating it. If you play retarded or debilitated in any way, it's a freebie. <laughs> well, that, that's Robert why. That's why I don't want to see um, a theory of everything because yeah, I, I, I'm I'm absolutely certain that uh, that is what's his name Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, uh, I'm absolutely certain that he's great in it. Um, I'm sure he's, uh, but that that whole thing of of I'm playing some physically debilitated character and yeah. the the Academy's just going. Even though we've never, I'm sure most of the Academy's never seen that performance. Um, I, I'm just not interested in it. But I, I I will watch it. But I've seen none of them. I've seen none of the best actress nominees. Wait, what are so the weird. Ones? Because that is weird. Do you remember what the other four are? Um, okay. I don't so want to look. I don't want to be that guy. Okay, so it's uh, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, Marianne Cotillard, um, who who I absolutely love, but you know, I haven't seen that movie at all. Um, it's the uh, Reese Witherspoon walking in the wilderness movie, though wild. I wild. think. Oh, just yeah, wild. Um, it's her river wild, but on land. Because <laughs> they're both in Oregon, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, back to your list. Uh, I'm trying. Just I'm stretching to try to think of what the others are. I can't. The other but, two. They're more yeah. obscure than that. They're not, but I I know I haven't seen them. Um, it's oh. always. Oh, yeah. um, um, uh, oh, the other is theory, uh, the uh, the uh, the theory oh, of everything. I don't I don't remember the actress's name. Oh, they're both in it. Uh, yeah. So so that actress, and then the um, then the Gone Girl actress, and I don't remember her ah, name. Ah, see, that's the movie I like that you won't see. Oh, are you? Okay, I'm yeah. a Gone Girl apologist. I think it's great. <laughs> you think it's great? I loved it. Yes. I went in hostile to it, like I don't. But I didn't know anything about it. You didn't see it. You've been trained to hate it before without seeing it. I don't know. Did you read that book? Because I didn't. No, I, I did not read the book. Um, no, I was waved off of it. But I'll watch it if you think it's great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but no, well, I'm going to watch all of these anyway. But but again, um, who is the who is the who is the woman who was? What'd you say? Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Thank you, Rosamund She's Pike. Um, and so, yeah, all five of those. And, and it's weird for me because I do kind of love the Oscars, even though I, I agree with you. It's all the ridiculous kind of exercise. It's weird for me to have an entire category and I've seen none of the movies in that major category. I've seen none of the best actress nominees. None of them. I've seen one. So I'm rooting for Rosamund Pike because I root for things I've seen. <laughs> all right. Good. That's um, 
Because one of those movies got me into the theater, and therefore it should win. All right. I can see that. What do you think of that logic? Stupid Academy. I think that's just as fine as no, any other logic. It's just so weird for me to think I've I've seen none. And I don't know that I can remember a year where that happened, where I've seen none of them. And now you don't get your screeners. You can get screeners? Where's your screeners? No screeners? Uh, fewer and fewer screeners are coming out. The screeners I got... Uh, and this will only happen every five years or so. It, you know, if you're in the um, nominating committee, you'll get tons of screeners. Uh, but that's only going to happen every five years or so. Um, mm. Otherwise, if you're in SAG, which I am, uh, you'll get like a couple. Uh, it, in years past, we'd get like a couple in the mail and and or whatever. Now that things are more available digitally. Uh, you're getting very few screeners now for just regular uh, SAG, SAG stuff. Right. They just stream it. So I'll just, you know, I'll just order the movies or I'll get them on VOD or whatever, but I'll see the movies before the Oscars come out and I'll definitely see the best actress ones cuz it's just bizarre to me that I've seen none of these best actress movies and I and I can't figure out why that is. It's so weird. Uh, I don't know. And the fact maybe, you know, my favorite female performances are in things like Edge of Tomorrow, but who knows? Yeah. But she should have been nominated. Yeah, I think so. That would have made Tom happy. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Kelly. And then they just you... keep showing the push-up when she's nominated, like where they show those clips. Like, Oh, man, that would make for such a good Academy just... Awards. Yeah. Okay, what was um, I was going to ask you about your IMDb opsis. You, you know, uh, uh, I had we had on the on the front page of quarter to three this week. Uh, somebody actually jumped in and said, "Hey, how do I give you guys a? Uh, how do I give Kelly uh, an idea for an IMDb opsis, uh, an IMDb opsis movie?" You know. And I was like, all right, well, you can send it to the 3 by 3 at quarter3.com. Um, you can send it to that email address, or you can tweet it to me, or whatever. But you did have somebody who is going to be sending you something in the next couple of weeks, Just so just be aware of that. But do you have an IMDb opsis for this week? Yeah, he did send one. Well, I think he's biding his time, but he wanted to know where to send one. Oh, all right. Well, just so you just so you know that I looked. All right. I appreciate you looking. Good. Do you have one of your own? <clears throat> I do. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Am I going to have to guess it? Yeah, I haven't seen this movie. That's your hint. What again? What? Oh, well, you'll see. All right. Let's see. It doesn't matter. Ellie Dewitt and Janice Zuckerman are admitted to the very strict FBI Trading Academy. <laughs> They get a hard course in which they learn to deal with guns and to recognize crimes. <laughs> See how it ties in with tonight's feature? Yeah, to recognize crimes. That's awesome. Yeah. They also get a physical training, period. It appears that Ellie is a real fighting machine. In contrast with Janice, the great student. It sounds like 21 Jump Street, kind of, huh? Yeah, it does. They have to help each other, because only when they pass all the tests 
they are allowed to join the FBI ellipsis. That's it. Wow. It's movie Feds with Rebecca DeMornay and Mary Gross as Feds. And it's like 21 Jump Street with chicks in the 80s. It sounded like a Sandra Bullock movie. I, first, I thought you were talking about Heat. You're thinking Heat, right. Or The Heat. Or The Heat, yeah. Not yeah. Michael Mann's The Heat. Yeah. Michael but, Mann's Heat, which I did uh, try to watch this week. Um, so Renee is the Shanning Tatum, and Mary Gross is clearly the... I don't Jonathan. know who Mary Gross is. She was on Saturday Night Live. She played Alfalfa. Oh. In Buckwheat Skits. I thought that was Eddie Murphy. No, that's Buckwheat. Jesus. Oh, sorry. Can't believe you did that on MLK. Fuck. <laughs> I know. Making us all look bad, the whole internet. Well, I'm trying. Tainting our image. Anyway, that's this week's IMDb. <laughs> Feds. All right, so getting back to what we actually saw this week. And again, we're not doing spoilers yet. We're getting close to spoiler territory, yes. but we're not there yet. Uh, this week we saw Black Hat, which is somehow still one word, so I could just say black hat um a 2015 american action crime drama thriller mystery movie about a hacker with a heart of gold it was directed by michael mann and written by morgan davis fool who is assistant ed- editor of click what'd you say he doesn't have a heart of gold if he uh causes meltdowns uh that's not the hacker i'm talking about oh you mean the other one okay the Hacker with the Heart of Gold. I see. Okay. Uh, it's, and a main of gold, too. Ah, well done, yes. Carpet matches. <laughs> the drapes. It stars Chris Hemsworth, Viola Davis, Wei Tang, Lee Horn Wang, and Holt McCallany. Black Hat is rated R for violence and some language. Oh, mouth sounds... Can you believe this thing is rated R? No. It's the <laughs> softest R. I I've seen either. PG-13s harder than this. Yeah, I bet you have. But when I was sitting and there I'm in the theater, and, and at the very end, when the R rolled up... Uh, the, the, <laughs> you were the, there for that? Yeah, yeah I, I, I stayed... Easter egg. Hang it in. <laughs> uh, no, I knew there wasn't going to be an Easter egg, but I, I always stay for all the credits just out of respect for everybody who worked on the movie. Uh, when that, that thing rolled up that said, the movie that you just saw was rated R, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Uh, so anyway, it was rated R uh, for violence. Credits, just the credits. And some language. Um, but anyway, moving on, uh, this week's numbers come courtesy of the quarter to three legion of code monkeys who have pulled them out of the interlaced frames. Um, okay. Uh, black hat <laughs> on... Rotten Tomatoes, which is the percentage of reviews that are positive, Black Hat is rated 31% on Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. mm, And I would like you to know, Kelly, what'd you say? Always a three. Uh, The top critics, 31. Audience, 31. Whoa! It's weird. What do we win? I don't know. We we rang three thirty ones. It's Rotten Tomatoes thirty one thirty one thirty one. It's so weird. I don't know what to do with it. That makes it a, it ha- then it's a thirty one. Like it's it, a jackpot. It's a thirty one, and we get all kinds of yeah. 
Uh, Metacritic, which is the average rating from various reviews. On Metacritic, we get to 49 for Black Cat. Uh, wait, I just thought we just had three numbers. I know. Well, I'm just giving you Metacritic. 49. There's always a 9 or a divisible. Uh, for box office, uh, yes, six. Black Hat was number 10. <laughs> oh. Number 10 with $4 million. In January. With a $70 million budget. That's another yeah, fucking... Yeah. Uh, the number one movie, of course, was uh, American Sniper with $90 million, which surprised the hell out of everybody that it's that it's making that much money. Um, number two is something called The Wedding Ringer. And number three is something called Paddington. But... Um, Paddington but, uh, Air. Black Hat... This huge budget Michael Mann movie with uh, with with Thor in it scored at number ten with four million dollars. <laughs> uh, well, it's not that surprising. Uh, it's hugely surprising to me because I've, it's been marketed like nobody's business. No. Every no, time I go to a movie, I there's a preview for Black Hat. Every time I've gone over yeah, the past the month. What? It's the same one from six months ago. They just recycled it. Yeah, but but that trailer space is premium shit, and they they're constantly running Black Hat, and it, can, it made four million bucks. It's awesome. People would rather see. Things involving Clint Eastwood and guns that are that's R rated than Michael Mann and guns. I know. Uh, I I tell you, sure. and we'll talk about this next week. I am shocked that American Sniper won the weekend. Wait, did you see it? No, of course not. Oh, maybe it's a Bradley Cooper thing. People just want to see Bradley Cooper with a beard. All right, maybe we're going to talk more about that next week. But all right, so here we go. We've done the numbers. We've done our all of our little patter. Now we are talking about spoilers. So. Uh, we are about to go into spoiler territory with Black Hat. Um, I don't Is think anybody cares about this, but I'm just letting you know if if you're burning to see Black Hat, you don't want to hear us spoil it, then go away for a little bit. Otherwise, <laughs> Kelly Wand is about to spoil the F out of Black Hat for you. Kelly Wand, I don't know what you call this thing where you like would talk about like what happens in Black Hat. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, I'm not going to venture a guess, but please, please, I'm begging you to usher us into spoiler territory. Black Hopsis. All right, good. I'm so happy you said that. Are you? Mm -hmm. You, You're glad it wasn't Black Hopsis? Black Hopsis, you know, I I don't make these guesses. Tom Tom is the one who is really good at making these guesses. We're not qualified. I'm not qualified to. I'm just so relieved that you are about to spoil this movie, Black Hat, for us. Or Black <laughs> and the Black Hopses. Relieved. I am so relieved right now. This would happen. I hope Kelly survives long enough to finish his Hopses. He will. Please. Oh, yes. Black Hopses. Some Tron CG turns a Chinese fan off. It's the only one they use to keep their nuclear water from blowing up. Sadly, no one on duty notices in time, and China gets irradiated for centuries to come. We hear a siren and ambulance motors passed. I lean over to the command prompt sitting beside me and whisper, <laughs> Over there they call it the America Syndrome. 
the next day something way worse happens. Soy prices rise in the stock market. <laughs> that was supposed to be a Michael Mann riff. It turned into nothing. We see brokers on the stock market floor as we've never seen them before, agitated, waving bits of paper and shrieking incoherently while a bell rings. We hear a siren and the ambulance drives past again. A Chinese guy watches this on the news, then clicks to a channel of a kid sitting on a bed with Godzilla watching the Chinese guy watch the news. <laughs> Call back. Then he clicks it off and drives to an office with a black chick in it. We know she's American because they don't have those in China. She's all, hi, I think I'm in the CIA. The United States movie audience is very concerned about soy futures getting troned again. He's all, hmm, I know someone who may be able to help. We were college roommates. After graduation, I went into espionage for the Chinese government, and he went to prison, so we began to drift apart. Yet I've never seen someone vomit so much after a single vodka gimlet. Heh, <laughs> good times. Cut to a Chinese bar. A Chinese dude in a suit sitting on an Asian girl in English. He's all... <laughs> Didn't he? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. He's all... So like I was saying, uh, I designed desktop shortcut arrows. Let me start all over, dingus. That's not how a drunk man would talk in a bar. So like I was saying, I designed desktop shortcut arrows. The best part is never known what the next day will bring. Speaking of things pointed diagonally at you right now, he sticks his business card in her cleavage. <laughs> He's all, that's my only business card, by the way, so I need it back when you're done. Black Friday at Kinko's, and I still got shafted. She's all, do I look like I use software, non-white man? Here we go. All right. You knew when she came on screen, Dingus. Yes, I did know, but I was, I, you know, <laughs> go ahead, moving Maybe on. will surprise me. Maybe he won't. Then she's just keep. Still in the movie. Still in the movie. <laughs> the Chinese news enthusiast we enjoyed watching earlier pops up from behind the bar. He's all, you heard my sister. She only likes white men and ones who only use computers for illicit purposes. Take a hike, buddy. Find a bar unfrequented by siblings. The guy rolls his eye and leaves. She's all, you just cost me second martini. <laughs> That's how she said it in the movie, David. That's not how she said it. How she talks. That's what I hear. All right. If it's the sound system, probably. I did like that second martini line. <laughs> Why would she say that? He's all, really? You didn't seem that into him. She's all, men love my disinterested comebacks. <laughs> Jesus. He's all, good point. We're awesome. Look, I know I was just set up three seconds ago as being extremely overprotective of you, but I suddenly need you to accompany me on a mission to America to watch me hang out with my ex-roommate. <laughs> I'm so excited about his accent, I got to tell you. Uh, it's not as good as his, his movie, but I... No, it is. It absolutely is perfect for his character. Go ahead. Damn sex, dingus. It's a collision of accents. We yes. might be short on bed space, by the way, but he's a handsome felon, so I foresee no potential complications. It has to do with soy. <laughs> She's all, You had me at martini! 
<laughs> I kind of did pretend it was Bayleg, and she was screaming. But I do that with all female characters, not just Asian ones. Thor's in prison. A bunch of guards come in and haul him out. One of them steps on Thor's book. He's all, hey, I'll still add 12 shades of gray to go. They pepper spray him for reading. Is that what you were hoping for, Dingus? <laughs> yes, I was. He's an American with a complicated history. Plus, he's a hacker, so he would talk that way. They dump him in an interrogation room with a Fed in it. This one's a white male and wears glasses, so we hate him. This Fed's all. All right, Thor, how'd you hack the soy this time? Change the refresh rate like you did with Deep Blue? I told him it was playing with fire to give ten laptops to the world's smartest imprisoned hacker. But no one ever listens to me because I have poor vision. Thor's all. Hacking. I just emailed Santa to start Christmas early. Remember when he said that, Dingus? Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's weird. He didn't laugh. Uh, Because I was remembering what he stepped on, and I didn't remember what he stepped on or why he was so upset about it. The book? Yeah. I know. I didn't get that either. He acted like it was the mouse from Green Mile. (laughs) I know. Seriously. It was was exactly – it's like there's so much in this movie. It's like, are you going to pay that off? No. No. Yeah. He doesn't even show us what book it is. Yep. Even though that's like – it would literally be like the only – like he gets pepper sprayed over it, but it's like, would he get pepper sprayed for any book? (laughs) And I didn't even think of the mouse thing, but you're right. Or – yeah. Or the Birdman of Alcatraz, but he's like the book man. Right. But anyway, Dingus, as Thor was saying, hacking, I just emailed Santa to start Christmas early. Remember when he told the guy that? Oh, yeah. And the next cell over, a handcuffed Santa overhears this and goes, fuck! <laughs> Sold me out! The guards jeer and spray him with a fire hose. Said us all, no, no, no. <laughs> That's for you, Dingus. I appreciate that. I could keep going, but I want you to make sure. I want you to just think about what you, what you just heard for a moment. All right. The Fed slides some papers across the table and goes, "All right, Thor. Here's the uh, subroutine. Your Chinese ex-roommate needs your typing prowess, so we're going to let you out for a bit wearing an ankle bracelet. Good luck hacking that point, hunkster. Ugh, you're taking five seconds to read the thing I just handed you? Jesus. I want me sentence commuted. What the... This isn't a negotiation. I just made it one. Verbally. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! My training never covered anything like this. You tricked me. God! What, now you're taking your shirt off? Fine. All right, you get whatever you want. <laughs> Through the one-way glass, the black chick's expressions all. This isn't exactly by the book, but I'll keep doing that, doing nothing for now. This isn't exactly by the book, but I'll keep doing nothing for now. That's what her expression says. She drives to a restaurant with a banking executive in it and sasses him into betraying the confidentiality of thousands of clients by mocking his use of the term tangible. <laughs> you motherfucking tangible? 
something. <laughs> remember when that happened, Dingus? Yes. Right I after remember, the part. I remember saying something about tangible and me like, like oh, okay, well, there's a word yeah, I know. Tangible, yeah. Uh, shit, she does tangible. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> the banker's all, tangible, my background's in banking. Not negotiation. Minded. I think to myself, if that banker and the Fed both team up, there's going to be some serious fireworks. The Chinese guy comes into the interrogation room and goes, Thor-san, it has been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> now he's suddenly West he's Duty. Oh, yeah. Thor's all, oi, mate, but I don't think you brought me here for my personality. He winks at Michael Mann. The Chinese guy's all, I was always an open book to you, my friend. Especially when rent was due. <laughs> but getting back to techno babble, your country's soy computer was infiltrated by a rat. <laughs> Thor's all, mm, takes me back. Well, I found that if you smear a little cheese whiz all over your sound card, it usually summons more of them. Wait, we were roommates? The Chinese guy's all, no, idiot. RAT stands for Really Annoying Hacker Who Uses CG to Deviously Inflate Soy Prices. <laughs> it is not an ideal acronym letter-wise, obviously, but every dawn brings new hope for a better tomorrow. This is my sister, by the way. She shall be your bodyguard, lover, and translator. My background is in handball! Oh, God. Welcome to my country! Uh, we're in America now. Well, first things first, Kato. What's SOY an acronym for? Also, the C and CG. Little unclear on that. The black chick's expression is the same as usual. While Michael Mann music plays, there's a montage of Thor typing stuff, impressing the feds with his ability to distinguish letters from numbers on monitor. <laughs> Did that part ding us? A lot of the synopsis is from the movie. That's why. <laughs> homage to how long the movie. <laughs> hey, look, some letters. Oh my God! You see how those things? There are letters. You see how those things stand out as letters right there? See that? Among all these danger stands, look for close up on that man. And will save us. See letters. Boom. <laughs> you don't mess with Thor, motherfucker. Hacker <laughs> in the world. I lean over to the synthesizer sitting beside me and mutter, so his superpower is electricity, just like in Avengers, huh? I guess the god Thor could bring Frankenstein's monster to life without even needing a lab. He takes the sister to go get ramen. She's all, Why were you in prison, why, man? For hacking, presumably? <laughs> As it turns out, nope. No. <laughs> he goes, Stillwater's run deep, I guess. <laughs> Way deeper than that. Stillwater's run shallow. Yep. This is Hemsworth, all right? He's not just a hacker. <laughs> he's from he's from the movie Con Air, actually, as it turns out. Yep, he carries a bear. <laughs> he's all, nah, bar fighting. Well, knife fighting in a parade. That's my real passion. 
Act. It's just something I do to impress girls. Sheila's love IT. Sexiest man alive. <laughs> you look less young than you do in pictures my brother keeps of you on his bedroom ceiling next to Disco Ball. <laughs> Think it's a love story. I can't change fate. Right? Yeah, the future's not set. Thor yawns, then goes into a storage closet at the restaurant, turns on a computer, instantly finds the villain of the movie, and types. <laughs> remember that part? Seventy million dollars. Before he throws everything off the desk. Yes, I remember yeah. that. It's like the climax of World War Z with Brad Pitt in the room. <laughs> One of them's blonde. <laughs> One of them is typing, and one of them is writing a magic marker. That's the only difference. One's at the end of the movie. Anyway, he types, I typed this. It's a uh, ghost man. P.S. That's not my real name, incidentally. He goes back out to the restaurant, only to be confronted by six angry chefs. <laughs> I could have written this movie, and I did. <laughs> you did just now. I outwrote it. <laughs> One of the chefs is all, White man, how dare you unplug our USB port so someone in the Ukraine is unable to surveil our storage closet. <laughs> they fight. Thor kicks all of their asses with tables. <laughs> Kills them. Tables. Then he takes his friend's sister to an unoccupied hotel room. She's all, we have great chemistry, white man! Oh, jeez. He's all, yeah. They fuck. Afterwards, he's all, yeah, so me dad was a stone worker. And the soundtrack volume drowns him out. Remember Dingus when that happened? Yep. Exactly as described in the movie. Later, while he and the roommate are sitting in the cargo bay of a helicopter that I guess is flying them somewhere, Thor says into his headset, Hey, mate, I know all these guys can hear us right now, but maybe now's a good time for us to talk about me burning your sister. How do you say, can you stop moving your head so much there, Matahari, in Chinese? <laughs> or as you people call it, white Mandarin. That's oh. all. I have never seen her so happy so soon after a nuclear meltdown. <laughs> and in the middle of a secret intelligence gathering mission. <laughs> Please continue defiling our <laughs> at will. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes, and you just totally. It? Uh, it was so good. And Michael Mann thought it was amazing. Fuck yeah, headset. Fuck. <laughs> We're going to the Oscars. <laughs> That's how I probably talk. <laughs> So, thanks, man. The whole sideways thing threw me the first time I saw it, but now I just think about hamburger. Also, how do you say can you look a little more dead? <laughs> okay, fuck that up. Can you look a little more dead? How do you say can you look a little more dead? They go to a shootout in some concrete, then to a nuclear reactor. <laughs> Remember that part, Dingus? <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> Terrifyingly $70 million. <laughs> then they go to a nuclear reactor and put on hazmat suits. 
A Chinese woman's subtitles are all, Remember, if you fall down inside nuclear reactor, no one can pick you up and drag you out to receive medical attention. <laughs> My voice came out wrong. Thorzal, what'd she say? I can only read code. The second they step inside the reactor, a guy falls over. We need to find out what happens to him. <laughs> Thor grabs an axe and starts smashing motherboards to bits. The black chick saw, ah, hacking, I get it. After nothing happens long enough, they emerge, and Thor changes into a whiter hazmat suit, then drags the dented motherboard into view with the axe sticking out of it. Jacks his iPod into the crack and nods gravely. Yup, it's radioactive, all right. The roommate's all, imbecile, we knew that already. What does the data on its drive say? Thor's all, dead. And that might be hard to extract because of the axe, which I named Mjolnir, by the way. <laughs> Do you get that joke, Dingus? No. Oh, no, I get that reference. Okay. Kiernan would get it. See how the blade's embedded in this plastic part here? That's called the haft, or the handle. Speaking of hatchet jobs, remember Thor 2? I bet Russo doesn't. The black chick's all, know who I think's behind all this hacking? The ones with the perfect cover story. Sony. She looks around to see Thor, the roommate and sister, screeching away at a car, honking and flipping her the bird. She's all, damn! Her doughy assistant's all, damn it, Thor changed my phone settings to forget about Thor's ankle bracelet. I didn't notice till now. Ugh. Guess I'm a fucking idiot. She's all, great work, Larry. Come on, let's car chase him. Now leave the Kevlar and guns here. Foresight, only slow us down. Wait, before we go, who'd you lose on 9-11? That's the most important thing right now. Uh. My husband. You? The same. I was having an affair with him back when I was... <laughs> Why do you hey, ask? Thank you for redeeming that moment. Well done. I sexed it up. Yeah. She's all, uh... He's all, yeah, fuck this. Car chase. You were right. Let's go. Should I chase you? Not dumbass. We're both chasing Thor and his ex-roommate and the roommate's sister before they get over the board or something. Let's go! Right, right, uh, got it, let's go. Right, wait, hang on, you got my keys, I got your keys. Wait, no, sorry, mine are the ignition. Okay. <laughs> they both get into facing police cars and start the engines. Both cars blow up. On a bridge, the roommate stops that car. Then he's all, hey guys, I'll wait here. You guys should say goodbye standing over there, just out of explosion range, since you're both family. They get out. Thor strokes her hair. He's all, I guess this is whatever. <laughs> I never thought I could false someone's Jesus god damn it Kelly it hurts it hurts you it hurts me and I keep doing it because <laughs> the listeners trolled us she's all I never thought I could fall for someone so ill defined other than my brother <laughs> see it's worth it in the end eventually they both look at the car Nothing happens. The brother sighs and gets out. He's all, Hey guys, I just thought of something cool to say. <laughs> like the first time in my whole life, he blows up. <laughs> Car doesn't, just him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no! That's his head, by the way, as it blows out of earshot. <laughs> Thor and the chick are too undeveloped to say no. (laughs) 
They hide behind an extra thick telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's even dumber than making it sound, because actually, <laughs> chick shows up and then gets shot. Never mind. Forgets to wear magazines. The bad guys show up to shoot Thor and the sister, but Thor tricks them by running away on foot. <laughs> they find a new Chinese guy in a warehouse. <laughs> They're in another country, I thought. <laughs> I could be wrong on that. I'm a lot third act. A lot of planes. $70 million. They find a new Chinese guy in a warehouse with some fake passports lying around. Then drive to a crater in Indonesia. As my nails dig into my seat. Oh, shit. Now what? <laughs> I was going to use a creator part. Fuck! <laughs> possibly. So much has happened. So many shootouts. What can... How... There's just so... It, it can't get any more exciting. <laughs> Thor sniffs the air for a second and goes, Tin. That's the guffin. Soy and the real nuclear meltdown with just red herrings for the actual metaphorical meltdown at tin prices. She's all... It all makes sense now. This movie half as good as Tintin. How dare you? Think, think us, come on. That's what now? More typing? Shootout? Sex scene? Don't worry, baby. I got the perfect plan. Thor drives to the roof of a parking structure, then <laughs> truck off the edge. He breaks at the last second and goes, actually, maybe you should get out of this. Get out of the truck there. Get out. 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 She gets out of the truck. And ra- he grabs it off the roof while she vengeful and does nothing. <laughs> if only you were making that up. I know. Then there's music playing. That picture Michael Mann music. While that happens. She gets out of the car. She could have gotten out of the car. She has to watch. Never mind. It's, it's way longer than I'm making it sound. Is there Go ahead. We're the only ones who saw it, too, Diggis. Like, no one's listening. No one saw Black Hat. Is there any setup for that moment where he rams the car? Is there... like, What's he doing? What's going to happen? I don't get why he she gets out. Just to just to fuck with our head. <laughs> because he doesn't want to hurt her head. Yeah, I know. Why'd she why bring her to the roof then? I don't know. Not safer there, is she? Really? <laughs> Tom would have hated that. Like, why can't she stay in the car? It's edge of tomorrow. Why is she driving the car? She's the driver. Luckily oh, sorry. Now that the building with the truck in its roof has much tighter security on high alert, he sneaks into it by pretending not to be a fireman. That was his bad plan, Dingus. That's why he had to crash a truck into the roof. That's right. Just to be a, a white man in Jakarta. It, instead of just opening, instead of just hacking the door, which, since he's a hacker, or getting in when no one's there, you know, go in the, the Thor way. Luckily, the truck didn't crush the computer he needed. That would have been embarrassing. He picks up an axe and sets to doing what he does best. <laughs> Cutting his shirt off with the axe. No. In a Shyamalan-like twist, the villain hacker turns out to be someone we've never seen before. 
Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Although he talks a little like the dude in True Detective who made flowers on his sister. <sighs> oh, ruined. Boo. Boo. You had me at Gazakadakis and then <laughs> lost me at flowers. Dingus harumphed. Thor tricks him by hacking him. Hacking his bank account. This is made possible because Bay Lang pours coffee on some fantasy football printouts and shows it to a concierge. And the roof thing. I think. What? Thor and Zagalfanak <laughs> stab each other in the middle of a parade surrounded by marching Indonesians who don't give a shit, then shoot each other while the parade goers continue to not give a shit. <laughs> The governments also lose interest in them and their murdered personnel as they walk in slow motion through an airport wearing sunglasses and Michael Mann music thumps and drones. A newspaper's all. Something involving tin and soy didn't happen, thank God. The black chick's blown-up ghost looks at Michael Mann and goes, Ah, hack work. Now I get it. The end. Wow. All right. Thank you for making that so worthwhile. Uh, Michael Mann did the real lifting. Um, was let me ask you this: uh, was was there any moment as you were watching this movie, Black Hat, where you were thinking, "I really like this thing"? I liked the assassin who sees them in the coffee pot. Like that guy, that actor knew what he was doing. He was playing like a badass assassin who was convincing, and he was okay. Like, the the Ukrainian dude, yeah, the Ukrainian dude. All right, like, yeah. But and I mean, that, that's, that's pretty late. Uh, but early, is there any moment like early on? Is there any time when you're sitting there thinking, "Hey, this could be pretty good"? The second Chris Hemworth, Chris Hemworth opened his mouth, that feeling never came back. <laughs> I did kind of like the opening with the Tron shit because it went on forever, and I was kind of like, "Well, oh, there's something you don't see every day." Michael Mann doing a Matrix sequence and then i go oh, oh, like, really gonna get totally in. forgot that tron shit until you just brought it up yeah that, they do it again that later. stuff was such was so much was so it's work oh it's my fun. god it was just like get, let's get past this you pretending that we're going to be inside of a anytime hollywood tries to do we're going to give you a visual representation to have how an email is sent any any of that shit drives me crazy well so, so all of that inside the computer structure Crap! Oh God! I was just like, Oh my God! Are you really going to do this? We're gonna, uh, and not only are we going to do it, we're going to do the whole. We're going to do, we're going to go all the way in like we're uh, uh, a wave coming in, and then we're going to go all the way back out like a wave going back out. We're going to show you every single thing that electronics does, and it just betrays the idea that these people have no idea how anything electronic happens. Oh, well, the only movie that's done it with that I thought with with real technical accuracy was Tron Legacy. Okay. Good. Because that's what I think happens in the computer. I think it's supermodels t- like, t- like clapping around shit in the sword cane. <laughs> was, there, was there any moment early on besides this uh, computer thing where you thought, okay, this could be a good movie. There's something good happening here. Uh, well, during the sh- first shootout, I went, oh, it's a Michael Mann shootout kind of movie. All right, well, at least I know. What, what do you mean? What, what shootout are you talking about? 
the one where nothing happens and they go up the parking structure that doesn't blow up. And the guy's shooting them through the containers. And the guy is... Well, that happens pretty late. I mean, it happens well into the movie where they're, where, where all the all the dudes, like, they run and 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 they run. Then there's, like... And they stop running and they just stand still. They stop running and then they realize, oh, there's this thing that happens. And then they all run in the opposite direction. And they run and they run and they run and they run and they run. And then there's that container shootout that thing yeah well and then remember the part where the dude who later turns out to be the best shot with his pistol um <laughs> it's like yeah he's that's hiding behind the container and then you see these bullet holes appearing right by his head through the container right. and he doesn't move it's like that's not cover dude it's like they keep they're like an inch from his head and he's like kind of being casual like all right i got my gun just doing it and then so your favorite part of this movie was all the the shoot 'em up stuff well, I'm grouping at straws because anytime Thor was on screen, I was checked out. Oh, man. I totally disagree with you. What? He I, sucked. It was so bad, dude. I don't like this what, guy. Why, this why, do think, why, why do you hate him so much? Because he's not. He brings things down. Brings things down. He is not a good actor. He, well, I agree with you. He's He's terrible, but. But the but at least the stuff I mean there was there was something to grasp onto with with what they were trying to do and at least for me uh, w- what he was trying to do in the shooting of like like uh, like close uh, there was this weird sort of moment where he's on the tarmac and he's staring out across the expanse <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I guess I'm listening and there's these close ups. There's these close-ups of her of her neck and her lips, and and there are these weird little character moments where I think they were really trying for something, um, and and for me th- that that stuff that stuff where they're they're trying to reach for some sort of like um, character thing and and some sort of hacker thing, I love that the the shooting the shoot 'em up stuff, unlike Heat. Um, any time when they were shooting and blowing up stuff, I just got so bored. I, I mean, I got so bored there by wasn't all the shooting. Much. Oh no, there's there's almost none of it. But but it's so weird for me that in this movie, in a Michael Mann movie, I was so bored by the shooting. It just seemed so out of place. I just wanted it to be more intellectual because these guys are these people are supposed to be so tech savvy. Yeah. And and what are you relying on? The, these these th- this is a super super duper hacker dude, and what you're going to rely on is an is a Ukrainian with an Uzi, and yeah. with a bunch of claymores that he's sticking in some cement structure that they suddenly ran around in. None of that makes any sense. Think your way out of the problem, Michael Mann. Come on, think your way out of the problem. Don't shoot your way out of it. Think your way out of it. Because the thinking stuff is interesting, and I agree with you. Chris Hemsworth is not up to the task, and he's certainly cast horribly in this. Yeah. Although they try to work around it with him being in prison, so that that last stuff is is basically a prison fight. All of his fights are like, okay, I can justify this because he's been in prison for X amount of years. He does push-ups every day. 
So he, he understands, like, the prison fight mentality. So he'll tape magazines to his chest. He'll, he has, like, this, uh, this shank that he's going to use on that guy. He's putting this thing around his neck. So it's all prison fight mentality. Okay, cool. I'll go along with you on that. But the shooting stuff is just in a parade. Fucking so boring. He's not even at that shootout. That first one, he shows up late, and there's cuts to him like running to get there in time. Right? No, it's just guys. We're just gonna run and run. It's it's like some prepubescent like fantasy of like oh, and then we're gonna run and we're gonna run and we're gonna run and then we're gonna run and we're gonna run and we're gonna run and <laughs> shoot something. Where, where are you running to? How did you know where to run to? None of it makes any sense. So yeah, no spatial fuck, awareness. You know, God damn it. Fucking think your way out of it. Because these guys are... I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't this super high-tech, super, super-duper high-tech hacker who can hack the entire world... The only thing he can resort to is a Ukrainian who shoots people? That's it? You can't think of something better? You can't fucking think your way out of this i mean it's so fucking annoying because there's stuff here relationship wise that's interesting i mean i like the system. Ah, what? that's i don't get that i um, no, i like that I'm, but so, i like what they're trying to go for with him out chicks? of prison and the and the close-ups on her neck the close-up on her lips and and them talking to each other and and some of that stuff uh-huh. i really like but as soon as we start shooting and blowing up stuff i just want to I'm like, fuck you. It's so boring. How did you turn shooting and exploding into boring? Well, they're not good shootouts. I should mention. They're horrible shootouts. When you go, what's the one thing you liked? Did I mention the shootout? I'm just saying I didn't like the the close-ups of the deck at all. Like, I'll take the shootout over that. But these are terrible shootouts. I can't believe this movie costs $70 million. I can't believe it either. I can't believe it. No, I I cannot. I don't don't see where the money is. That shootout, it takes place mostly inside a a parking structure. And it containers in ambiguous space, as far as I can tell. There's no long shots of anything. There's no, like, Miami Vice speedboat shit or anything like that. I have no idea where they where the, all the money went on this. None. No, I, I'm with you. So I have no way. fucking idea. It's just a waste. Just, it's just such a fucking waste. I mean, maybe it's that car it. blowing up. What the fuck? What you think they, that cost? I would have thought this movie would cost ten million from what I saw on the screen. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, yeah I, I have no idea where the money. Where I thought this was an art house Michael Mann movie. Unless it's that computer shit, somehow costs. Oh no no that that oh. CG crap is. I mean, it's not that could, much of it. I, I have friends who could do that on their Mac. I mean, all that shit is just gunky. It looks like it was made out of Jello gelatin. I mean, it's terrible. What what the fuck is that? I don't know. It's weird because I go okay, so it's about hacking at least. Like Black Hat implies okay, it's going to be a Clancy esque kind of thriller, and I. Like I'm an I'm a idiot. I'm the fucking biggest stupidest person, computer wise, on the planet, and I was having a lot of trouble even sitting through the the hack scenes of this. I hate when he was he's presented as like a genius too. It was really rubbing me the wrong way. <sighs> he gave a shit about computers. His his eyes just never sparked to life. Like oh wait now. Uh, we'll get into a movie that I think did that a little better in my over-under that's also not good, but just like he is literally the worst choice to play this role. I think I can... Like, I'd rather seen Shia LaBeouf play this 
Whoa! Heard me. I said it. Dwayne Johnson. Better hacker. Better hacker. Wait, so when you say you like the relationship stuff, are you talking about just him and her, or him and the brother, or him and the computers, or him and his nemesis? Which no, I, I did kind of like her. that weird uh, triangle of, of him and her, uh, and her and the brother. I, I kind of like that. I mean, it's, it's weird. Um, I think he's totally miscast. Um, but when... When the brother goes, oh, I've never seen her this happy before. Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I know that your your breakdown of that in the Opsis was hilarious, but that helicopter scene I really liked. But I like the two of them. They're both they're both in the movie Lust Caution, um, and and I, I I like the two of them. Although I wait, they're in another movie together. Those two actors. They're both in the movie Lust Caution, yeah. Um, Lust Caution. Yeah. Um, but that moment on the helicopter when he's like, we have to talk about this, and they switch to a private channel to talk about it. And the way they the way they break down and say, you know, he says, we have to talk about this, and, and, and then the guy's like, all right, we'll see it through my eyes. And then Chris Hemsworth goes, okay, this is what I imagine you're going through. And then the guy goes, okay, you see it sort of this way, but also think of it this way. Um, and so they, it's not just like, I'm going to punch you in the face because you're with my sister. Yeah. It's, uh, okay, I see what you're saying, but also think about nine years from now. Think about, you know, if you go back to jail, what is what 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 does that do for her? What's going to happen to her? Um, and so I loved that little talk. And I liked the way that Michael Mann was trying to set up this, this, it's not just this dude who sprung from jail who wants to fuck anything that's moving. He's keyed on her. He's, he's had a, not, maybe not a relationship with her before, but he knows that she exists. And there, and there, the, the ways the, the camera is focusing on like her neck as she's driving or on her lips as she's talking. I, I mean, it's very specific the way the camera focuses on her f- from his point of view. So I, I, I do like the way that works. And, and, and I would prefer this movie focus on those kinds of things and be more intellectual and, and a smarter movie because we're in January. You can do that kind of thing. I mean, this is – for me, this is the gray kind of thing. Type, time of year and I know you didn't like the gray but I loved the gray and I loved how it didn't like devolve into sort of like we're just punching a bunch of shit it, it's, it's existential it's, it's relationship based it's what, what are we going to do but this movie sets up this idea of, of okay maybe we could do a, go down an intellectual road and then it just falls into like alright fuck it we're just going to shoot Uzis at each other it does that early uh, it doesn't do that very early, I don't think. Mm, I don't know. I I was having a lot of trouble giving a shit about this guy's character. So, like, it, even the stuff that, like, when you describe that scene as a self-contained scene in the helicopter, I can appreciate what you're saying. Like, yeah, that's that's good writing in and of itself. Like, to flip it around like that. Yeah. But God, uh, Hemsworth, like, from the get-go, I was so, he was so bored and boring. I don't think he's bored or boring. I just think he's wrong. He's just too – he's too slab hard body. He's no just, one's heart's in it. Yeah. 
He's just too. He's too Thor. I mean, we or Michael Mann is too. Like, uh, I, I a, mean, a Don Johnson him up. For, what do you? What? Who? I don't know who else you would you would cast at that because he's he's got to be good enough to fight. But I don't. Th- all right, good. You win. <laughs> no, uh, you're absolutely right. Colin he seems smarter to me than yeah. Because uh, one of the moments I loved early on is when he gets out and he hugs his friend Chen, and he just like holds him for a minute. He's like, "I'm so I'm glad to see you, brother," and he, he holds him for a minute. Um, and and it, it's a real genuine thing, but you just don't believe it with Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. And you're right, Colin Farrell could totally have made that thing work. He could have made every moment in this movie work. Uh, the problem is. Eventually, they just wind up running through concrete and shooting at yeah. shit, and and it's just it just becomes this adolescent like let's run around and shoot at things. Yeah, and I don't care about any of the other characters either. So it's people I don't give a shit about shooting at other people we don't know. Or I just don't understand why the super duper hacker dude who who the fuck knows who that is, um, why he can't think of something more intellectual to kill off his enemies other than a Ukrainian running down running around and shooting people with an Uzi in public. Yeah, when well, I thought he he's kind of passive for a hacker too. It's like I thought the whole thing was going to be oh, he's going to hack like he does the guy's phone, but we see how he does it. Like it's such an easy simple. Like he doesn't need to be a master hacker for, to do the stuff he does. With oh, you mean when Chris Hemsworth changed the changes the guy's refresh rate? Refresh rate? Yeah, what? Well done. If, they didn't. So that guy's an idiot. The, the authorities are dumbasses. They don't have any hackers on their side. Like they only have this one guy. Well, I could see that, but I'm uh, like the the end of the movie guy. Right. That guy gets worked. The random the random British guy who, instead of finding interesting ways to dispatch his enemies, just sends a Ukrainian guy with a newsie around. Yeah. I mean, it's that's, like Die Hard One made jokes about, oh, my motive's going to be not that. Yeah. Be, like, yeah. They spun it around. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. This is 30 years later, and now they act like they didn't see Die Hard One. Like, it's it's more prosaic. And Die Hard One is making fun of that. Yeah. Die Hard is making fun of dumbass action movie cliches. And this one acts like we've never seen. Oh, my God. He's doing the thing. Instead, we wind up with a guy who has object permanence issues at the end, who's like, if you, <laughs> if this doesn't exist, then it doesn't exist for me. And uh, then he's wandering through a crowd in Indonesia and getting stabbed. Really? That's, yeah. your, that's your idea of how to... What's that mean? Was that symbolize something? Oh, because the hacker dies in the parade. It's I like mean, the, fucking, the, the fucking show Blacklist has better villains than this. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Blacklist? Well, yeah, the, the, there's... Or, uh, or Criminal Minds. The fucking uh, a television show Criminal Minds has a better has a better villain than this movie has. X-Files. Oh, Jesus. I fuck, I, there's, there's, there's a kernel of a movie here shit. that works, and then they just run around and shoot it up. So Duke fuck. Bastard has better... Yeah, you know what? You sound pissed off about this movie, and I kind of felt... I, it was, I was frustrated and angry about it, too. Like, sometimes I enjoy the bad movie, and, like, it makes the good opsis, and it kind of makes me have affection for it. Like, the Dwayne Johnson Hercules, I can't really... Oh, no, oh I love Dwayne Johnson Hercules, if, you, if you're going to talk about that. I mean, I loved that movie. You know, for 
idiotic reasons, but I right. loved it. But, but I wasn't seething. And in this, I'm just like, fuck I, you, Willie. Fuck I'm you. I'm seething because I see the, there, 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 there's potential here. And yeah. there's a director here who knows what he's doing. I mean, this was watched Last of the Mohicans, which is not a movie I liked early on because I it's was. It's a labor of love. But it's just, it's just so many great things, and it so understands what it's doing in its genre. And then I start started watching Heat, and it so understands how to how to sort of lay the tiles as you're going to make this whole floor of a movie. It understands how to do that. This movie has no fucking idea, and I don't know what Michael Mann is doing here. It it pisses me off because he's got like the kernel of sort of relationships that could work and instead he just decides to have people running through concrete and shooting at each other. The yeah. fuck? Yeah, it's like The Insider and Last Mohicans, like, those are both passionate projects. Like, you can tell he really wanted to make them and, like, yeah. they're so different from each other and it's like this. I don't know what, like, did he want to say something about hacking or was like, because no. his name's all over it, like, he produced it. He like, this was say anything about that and this movie has nothing to do with hacking. It nothing. has nothing to say about it. At first, I thought it was like some sort of hacking procedural that would have been interesting to see what that is. But then they go into the the uh, the server room, and he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, he just came in here and plugged something in. Yeah. Oh, it's a guy with tattoos. All right, let's just run off. Oh, yeah. he's got he's been overdosed. Blah. None none of it has any. There's no intellectual foundation for this movie. It's just so. She wears a white dress uh, that gets in, and that's how they get. Like that's not hacking either. That's Mission yeah. Impossible, like a Mission Impossible kind of movie. Uh, all right, so let's let, let's go on to over unders because I am so I I mean I was you know when I got home from watching this I was like there's stuff in here that I really liked. I'm not sure whether or not I hated it. Um, I hated it. I liked the Miami Vice movie. I have affection for that. I liked the, oh, I, I like collateral. Hated Miami Vice. You liked that movie. Um, compared to this, All right? Like at least it's trying something. Yeah, it's trying for it's some sort of aesthetic. And I love the fact that you said Colin Farrell because he totally could have made this movie so much better. And I don't. And I'm, I'm not a hater of Chris Hemsworth. I like that guy a great deal, but he's out of his depth. Uh, I think that too. I I started turning on him after Thor two because I went this goes rooting. A superhero I really like. Like I started becoming hostile to him, and now I can't. <laughs> but he was so good in Cabin in the Woods, but he's barely in it, and he's kind of like satirizing. Right. Anyway. All right. So, what would you put as an over, uh, or would you would you rather start with an over or an under for um, Black Cat? My over, because I want to see if you've seen this, because to me it's a really bad movie, but my memories of it are so much more affectionate than like anything about Black Hat and it was uh, Swordfish <laughs> not Swordfish but like Hugh Jackman is you would go oh he that's a terrible choice for a hacker but he is fucking invested in that movie and John Travolta is basically doing the same he's doing like his face off right yeah character and um uh, you know I remember watching Swordfish uh, late in the game and thinking it's not as bad as everybody says no yeah and it's like it's pure gar. It's like a garbagey, dopey. Well, it's, like, what doesn't he have to hack while he's getting a blowjob? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, and Halle Berry shows him, and um, there's that bus that's being carried out in a helicopter for no reason by a magnet. Remember that? Come on, that's good shit. And who does it? It's, it's a Joel Silver movie, but I can't remember who directed it. 
Yeah, I can't remember either. All right. Well, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. That, I mean, your your choice is much better than my choice. That's good. Uh, you know, it's not a movie I'd recommend. But no, now I, I wouldn't either. But you're right; it's better than this. It's fun. It's a it's a movie movie. Like you, it makes me like movies. In well, general. at See? least at least the action shit is integrated. Yeah. The right. action the action shit in Black Hat isn't integrated yeah, in the it's movie. It's just like we're just gonna run around and shoot guns. Yeah. Just because I'm known for doing that. Yeah. Man, I don't get it. It's such a strange combination of it's things terrible. that don't work at all. Uh, my my over is much more cerebral, and it's it's margin call just because uh, <laughs> uh, I lo- I love the way that uh, the way computers? that J C Chandor yeah has people looking at computers and makes us so interested in what they're doing, um, and I and I just wanted I wanted Black Hat to be that kind of movie that that was a hacker press, press uh, uh, procedural w- w- that was going to draw us into that world. And instead, it just abandons any hope of anything intellectual. And Margin Call does that without making us feel like you're being preached to. I love Margin Call so much, and this movie just is such a piece of crap. Margin Call's really atmospheric, too, and that's how Michael Mann movies usually are. Yeah. Like, Les Mohicans is pretty saturated with atmosphere it's gorgeous and and again i wasn't a big fan of it when it came out but watching it this week it i mean it i always was i loved it so beautiful and it has such an understanding of there's great action in it too yeah yeah and there's and and it also does this wonderful (laughs) thing where it lets uh it lets not the main character get the main kill which is really cool thing to do yeah, it's from the book. Although they kind of switched the girls a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, so, what's your under for uh, Black Hat? Uh... Jump in first. Yeah, you go first because I had one I forgot. All right, my under is the movie that we saw last year called Godzilla. Um, <laughs> And that is because um, oh no, I remember. Why. I don't know why, but the fact that they went to the nuclear reactor twice in this movie and didn't need to. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, I at least I felt like the nuclear reactor was better used in Black Hat than it was in Godzilla. No, it wasn't. It was uh, equally bad. No, no. I I think that that opening moment with uh, with oh, the with uh, in Godzilla. Where uh, where she's outrunning the nuclear dust, um, and Brian Cranston has to see her do that is a terrible, terrible moment. And as much as I hate all of the nuclear reactor stuff in Black Hat, I think it's marginally better than the nuclear reactor stuff in Godzilla. It's a little. It's a good set. Like when they're walking through the dust, it kind of made me miss Chernobyl Diaries a little bit. Oh, well done. That should be your over. You're right. Uh, My under. under my under is the thirteenth floor that Roland Emmerich movie because <laughs> awesome. that was the first movie where I went. Oh, it's a movie about computers. That Who, who's the dude in this? Craig. Um, what's his name? What's the name of the Schaefer, dude in Thirteen Floor? Craig, Craig McDonald. No, it's something else. Uh, I can't remember that guy. All right, Thirteen Floors. You're under. Gretchen Malls, the girl. Yeah. Is that what you asked? No, I wanted to know who Craig, what's his name was. It's um, 
Craig Bierko. Ah, Bierko. That's it. Thank you, Craig Bierko. Is that right? I think you're right. Wait, Craig Bierko, the goofy guy? Yeah, but they tried to make him a leading man for a while. What? I don't remember that. Now I even want to see it. You're making it sound good. <laughs> but that was the first movie where I went, ah, oh, movies like, are ter- fucking idiotic. It's like, like the, the poor man's Billy Zane, I think. He was... He's a leading man in that? I think so, isn't he? Isn't it Craig Bierko? I just remember him in Sour Grapes. He can, like, blow himself. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. That's he just awesome. broken arm comedy. The, the only blow yourself movie I know of is Short Buzz. Save it for the podcast. All right, done. All right, so uh, your under is 13th floor. Um, my under is Godzilla. <laughs> Huh. All right, I think we both can agree that Black Hat is terrible. God, let us you know, move on. Tom, I believe Tom for this. Uh, and I, and I know he will not be more. He, he could not be more pleased because uh, you know I, I got home. He's like, uh, "Can I listen to the podcast this week?" And I said, "I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have yeah, to." Yeah, you're not allowed. You have to tell him it was amazing. It was the best Michael Mann movie. And no. To to be hey. to be generally, I'm not going to make him watch this piece of crap. I'm going to let him. He, he gets to listen to this and not have to watch the movie. What? Why you? Ah, he owes us because we had, it's so long. He could have tortured us with something short. That's my point. Like that's, he usually does every night. That's right. a good point. All right. So anyway, uh, let's move on to our mini uh, movie Club of Palooza movie. Yeah. Um, and right. I cannot be happier to talk oh. about this movie. I cannot tell you, Kelly. One. So <laughs> Kelly. Uh, based on the movie A Most Violent Year, you uh, you told our listeners, and we do this every week, where we talk about a movie that was inspired by the previous week's movie, and we see it during the week. And you you told us all to see a movie because of the fact that uh, Most Violent Year has a bunch of trucks in it. You 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 were between this and another movie Maximum and, Overdrive and yeah, Maximum Overdrive but instead you got us to see what movie? Uh, Duel I was especially excited when I found out you hadn't seen it alright because the first time you see Duel is kind of exciting and ha- and did you get to watch Duel? yeah I knew it pretty well though I kind of remember it shot for shot usually oh do you? alright so you'd seen it before yeah alright it was a TV movie Originally. And uh, and how do you how do you feel about the movie Duel seeing it again? Um, it's I like movies that are just like they couldn't take place now, like his period pieces, like that. Ah, all right. Well, why why couldn't it take place now? Well, because if he has a cell phone, it changes his strandedness. All right. And um, he could just call Auto Club. Okay. Or maybe that's the guy from Auto Club. And also, there's just a certain. I think the 70s were the last decade where you could get away with storylines where it's just like it's some it's some dude in a vehicle that you never see and it's just like this primal um, antagonist like now you kind of get in trouble for that like I think the last movie that it was The Strangers alright I'd rather hear your version of liking it or seeing it for the first time. Uh, you'd rather hear my version of liking it? Yeah, your it version of liking it or seeing it for the first time. Right. Um, this is the first time that uh, I... 
This is the first time I've ever seen Duel. I can't believe that's the case. Uh, I hadn't watched it for years because um, I thought it was just a TV movie or whatever. Um, and I just thought it was uh, some sort of a curiosity and I didn't need to watch it. Uh, so because of you, I watched it this week and actually bought it. Um, so the DVD is sitting here at my house. Um, and goddamn, I love this movie so much. Yeah. Uh, holy fuck. It's my favorite vehicular warfare movie. Um, it's really about the vehicles. Jesus. Uh, this is, you know, I have gotten to be so sour on Steven Spielberg um, because his movies are bloated. Um, the, there's obviously nobody in his, in his circle who will tell him to edit something and make it lean and mean anymore. Um, uh, this this is that those moments where you realize, good Lord, this guy was br- was brilliant. Yeah. He's he's a genius, um, and from the it's action, from, too. Oh, oh, holy cats! I mean, and this is something that uh, that um, uh, Chris Parkinson says in the in the in the mini penny thread, and I totally agree with him it, that the way that the truck is introduced as a character, uh-huh. um, and, and to me it make it brings to mind. Uh, the way the trucks are introduced in Sorcerer, but uh, regardless of that, uh, yeah. every kind of every single frame of this movie belongs there. I mean, this is a movie where you're watching it and you're sitting there, and and you just get so excited because, and he's and he's doing all these Steven Spielberg tricks of of super close ups and uh, and quick cuts and like things in mirrors. Which are totally appropriate for this particular story. Uh, oh man, I am so crazy about this movie, uh-huh. and I'm so happy that I own it now because I I can't uh, Kelly, I can't tell you how excited I am that you made me watch. Yeah, this. I knew you'd like it. I was excited. This is what I was waiting for all week. Oh, oh it's gonna like shit. Jesus, and it, it starts with this weird. Uh, this weird thing happens at the beginning, where it starts in a garage, and you and you hear these sa- the sound of this engine, and it sounds like this deep rumbling engine, and I and I'm thinking it's going to be this huge muscle car, and we drive along, and it's just car POV for the first I don't know, five, six, seven, ten. Oh, uh, you didn't know? Okay. No, and all all I'm hearing is this rumble, and and you hear like it sounds like. Like the changing of a radio station, and it sounds like it might be like a flick of a lighter. I don't know what it is, but but it's all like from the POV of the car. And then there's this moment where finally they shift out of it, and you see that it's it? this sad Ply- oh, yeah, very good. Where's this this sad Plymouth that he's driving? Yeah. Um, and it's not this muscle car at all. And but still, we get grafted onto what this guy's POV is. Basically, because we can't really see much more than he can see. And I really love oh, all of the mirror stuff, all of the way that the truck is introduced, the way uh, Dennis Weaver's car becomes a character, too. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and how for a lot of the movie i'm wondering is this truck real is it in his head is it just sort of this representation of of man's fear of like uh, like how a woman takes over your life because there's this stuff that he hears on the radio and then ha- the conversation that he has with his wife about him not fighting that dude who hits on her at the party um oh man there's so much in this movie just seeing it That's once 
I just can't wait to watch it again. It's just so well put together, and I'm just like, Steven Spielberg, that's what you were doing. God damn, that, yeah. this is the guy who went on to make Jaws, of course. Yeah. It's so it's so it's gratifying. Oh, it is, and it is. It feels like it feels like a '70s experimental movie where he's just like showing like bits of like like the cowboy boots, and then there's that thing in the bar where, you know, yeah, the bar, love the bar, where we're out of the out of that situation where usually that wouldn't work for me. You know, right. usually it's that um, uh, that's one flew over one the cuckoo's nest thing where where we've left the we, we've left the asylum and we're all off on a boat yeah. somewhere and I feel like we've dissipated the energy. But here, when he goes into Chuck's diner and that whole sequence, Steven Spielberg still finds a way to sort of ratchet up the tension a little tension, bit. Tension, yeah. And this is where everybody I, looks guilty. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I felt like, and I forgot to talk about when we talked about a most violent year is how how J.C. Chander knows how to step up the intensity of it, and so it it, it becomes unbearable, uh, or sorry, unbearable the tension, even when nothing is going on, it just feels so tense. And Duel constantly feels that way. He's in there, he's ordering like a Swiss cheese sandwich, and you're just like, what what the fuck's gonna happen? Oh man, I really I I'm so crazy about this movie. I'm so glad you made me watch it. Thank you. Yeah. It's like he goes from, oh, I'm going to I'll be able to get help in here to okay, I'm not going to get any help and I don't want any help. Oh yeah, uh, and and then he starts talking to himself. Uh, which yeah. again, oh, and you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of 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 Locke of when he's when he's talking yeah. to the rearview mirror and and how they somehow sell that even though it's it's this crazy making moment when Dennis Weaver is doing that internal monologue stuff it totally works yes. that mm-hmm. well who's that guy well maybe it's that guy or no no yeah. all that stuff where where he's yeah. doing that internal monologue shouldn't work but the way the way Spielberg cuts it together it works so well god i'm so crazy about duel Damn, Kelly. And, and, yeah, and his him at the end where he's giddy. Yeah, when he's like hopping around, yeah. we feel just the same way he does. Like fuck that bitch. And I thought there was going to be sort of an M Night Shyamalan uh, twist. twist at the end because the 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 one thing is that he's the way that 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 thing is cut after the truck goes over, it looks like there's a bunch of trucks down there. I, I I don't know quite what to think about <laughs> Wait, it. I don't remember that. Well, That's it's just and I watched it a couple. I was like, "What is going on down there?" But I think it's just the way it's shot with the wheels. Some of the wheels are spinning, and and then the the Plymouth is down there too. I thought that the twist was going to be that. There's a ton of trucks down there, and Dennis Weaver has led them all to this end. But I think that's just sort of my M Night Shyamalan. Oh. Like I'm expecting a twist, but that's not what happened. It's just that, as I looked, I think it's a little sloppy there at the end with the way that is shot. But but I know unless it's way, deliberate. I love the way he's just dancing, like on the on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't start as that. I think I have. A, that's another thing. I like the movies that all take place in a day, and I I really love movies where characters change from one type of dude to another type of dude. Yeah, like Godfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of gets me in. Like, ah, we were there for the bit, most important day of their lives. Uh, Not always. Sometimes there's also this too. thing that that Spielberg does, and and it was totally surprising to me, um, where where he anticipates the the questions I'm going to have, 
Because uh, there's a moment where I'm thinking, why doesn't he just turn around and just leave? Because he's not going to make his appointment anyway. Why doesn't he just turn around? And that and that happens right as I think that's going to happen. And, but for but then he has to turn back around. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of moments there where, where I'm thinking, here's a plot hole. Why aren't you addressing this plot hole? And then Spielberg addresses it. Uh, yeah. he, he, he deftly anticipates me trying to poke holes in his movie. Um, and I love that about this movie. I love that. And it makes Weaver – it makes him more sympathetic because yeah. the lazy horn is they don't ex- try to explain it. So it's like – all right, well, he's not throwing the game. He's doing what I would do. Just, oh, wait, no, I can't. All right, so then I got to And then it makes it more suspenseful because now you really are on his side. It's like, all right, well, he's doing everything I've tried to do. Fuck those guys in the bar. Right. Um, that's why I grew my stash. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Uh, did any listeners write in about this Possibly. thing? Only Mark said. No one cared about Duel. All right, let's hear what Mark Hudson had to say. just didn't want to write about it. Or... They didn't want to slog through Black Hat just to get to do. No, I think people case. are. I think people are still in there, getting over their uh, their holidays and whatnot. But let's hear what what Chris Markinson had to say. Or they're just waiting on Tom. <laughs> Chris Markinson wrote, "Hey guys, Young Spielberg could do some pretty darn good stuff. It's probably not considered a great performance. Um, it's, it's like we never you worked with Weaver again too." But I really like Dennis Weaver's in Everyman and how he deals with the adversities going through. It was interesting that Weaver was wearing a seatbelt a lot of the time, since I don't recall very many movies from the 70s or 80s where anyone was wearing a seatbelt. Spielberg also does a heck of a job of making the Peterbilt into a character. Thanks, guys. Chris. Yeah, I remember in Bad News Bears, he like Walter Matthau takes all the Bad News Bears out to the bar, but none of them are wearing seatbelts. Because huh. like, they're like all in the front seat. Uh, the one moment I remember Dennis Weaver putting on the seatbelt is when he he's basically decided, all right, we're going to do this. He And you see him actually click the seatbelt and he's like, all right, let's do this. And it's late. It's in the last act of the movie where he's like, uh, all right, we're going to we're going to the OK Corral. Yeah. Click. Let's do this. It's but I, otherwise, it's I, I don't I don't remember. Yeah. You know? I wonder who played the truck driver. Uh, I remember looking for it because I uh, and but it's nobody I remembered. Yeah, and I love the way that shot. I mean, I I grabbed a couple of screen grabs from it just to put them like Tumblr or whatever. Uh, And there's this one shot of just Dennis Weaver looking up and seeing the guy's hand on the wheel. Yeah, I think when it when they're at the gas station, I love that first gas station thing and how how period that is with the guy. Like, should I look under the hood? Um, and the guy, and then the truck driver pulls the horn, and the service station is like, oh, "I'll be right with you." Um, yeah. I love all that stuff. And then when Dennis Weaver goes in to talk on the on the on the um, on the payphone, uh, I love all that stuff because you're right. This could only take place in this particular time, and there's a certain beautiful sort of texture to that of of using a of using a payphone and of of having the guy like wash your window that. Today would just be too slick. Yeah, and there's something frail about payphones that help. It's like now they always have to have this obligatory scene in horror movies where everyone has to hold their phone up to the sky and go, "Yeah, I'm not getting anything." Right. It's like, all right. It's also awesome to hear him like make the phone call and go, "All right, I'm calling from 
six seven five one five three four. Like the the operator can't tell what number you're calling from. Right. Now, if you call anybody, they're like, "Yeah, I got your number." Uh, and I love that sort of thing. And then he's got his he's got his foot up on that table, and yeah. this woman comes through. He's like, "Oh, sorry." She comes through, and then you realize it's not only a, a service station; it's a laundromat. And now, not uh, only are we watching everything through the lens of him talking on the phone, we're also watching it through the bubble of the laundry of the laundry thing. Um, and I love that. I love like the way Spielberg shoots through so many different lenses. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's such yeah. a cool movie. Kelly, goddamn it. Yeah, it's so energetic. It's just like oh, it totally is. Yeah, tell Spielberg's like young and full of just like fuck you. Let's get this yeah, and it was and it was tough for him to get it. You know, even though this is his first thing, he had to. And there, there's on the DVD, there's there's this interview with him where he talks about having, uh, you know, how he how he got it made and how he got the script from is it Matheson, or uh, who's based on a story by Matheson and and how his like one of somebody who worked for him got it to him said this is perfect for you and then uh, and the way he got it made I mean it's really kind of cool uh, but they never made anything like that ever again really no but he had like 10 days to make it do you know uh, that he had oh, 10 man, days no. to make this thing and and to plus, shoot it or edit it and everything it, to to shoot the thing. he had uh, he had 10 days to shoot this and and if he couldn't if he couldn't prove that he could shoot it, they were going to bring it into the studio to shoot it. And he's like, no, no, it has to be outside. It has to be on location. It has to be yeah. shot in this way. So you have to do the first couple of days and show us you can do this in this amount of time. Right. He ended up going over like by maybe three days. Um, but the early part, he proved that he could do it, and that's why the whole thing has that feel, because it's all outside. Uh, but he had 10 days initially to do it, and he did it in like 13 or 14, which is amazing. Yeah. When you when you consider the number of shots that he would have had to make to to make some of those, those, those car shots work. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and that's just sort of a testament to the idea of that the the early filmmaker yeah, having use. having to do stuff that you can't throw money at you have right. to you have to figure out ways figure it to out. do it. Ah. See, it's a, that's what we needed from Thor and Black Hat. Spielberg right. was using his wits. Very good, very good. All right, so um, this is that our mini penny. You made me very happy that I got to see Duel. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, kind of owed you something good after all that other stupid shit like Murder by Death that I foisted on you. All right, so I'm going to give you something stupid uh, for next week. I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. I'm due. Um, Black Hat uh, made me think about uh, movies that I love about hacking, how much I hated this movie because it, it's not about that. So I'm going to make us all watch and talk about because there's no other reason or opportunity for us to do so, and I really want to watch this movie again. Uh, we're all going to talk about, for next week's mini-movie Club of Palooza, War Games. <laughs> Fucking bastard! What are you doing? That's right. That's not hacking. That's less about hacking than Black Hat. Chappie's about hacking more than this. How dare you! All right. So next week we're going to talk about war games. Damn it! I was hoping for sneakers. Sorry, I was going to do sneakers, but my voice is my passport, so I'm not going to do sneakers. You're going to have to do war Face games instead. Uh, warrant. Uh, and for our main movie for next week, uh, the main uh, movie for the. 
a quarter three movie podcast. It has been chosen by Kelly Wan. Kelly, yep. what are we going to see for our main movie next week? Next week, we're going to see blockbuster box office phenomenon by my old boss, Clint Eastwood, at movie American Sniper, starring Bradley Cooper as a sniper. That's right. So next week, our main movie is American Sniper, uh, which none of us wanted to see because we've ceased to trust uh, Clint Eastwood. I did, kind of. Uh, but Kelly has said uh, he really wants to see it. It, it was nominated for Best Picture. It is the number one movie this last week with $90 million. $90 million. Oh, my God. So we are definitely going to see American Sniper next week. So join us for uh, a full discussion of American Sniper next week and a mini-movie club of Palooza of War Games as well. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Yeah. Um, all right, so my name is Christian Morosky. Uh I am joined here with uh, Mr. Kelly Wand. Oh, if Britney Spears had been Princess Leah, where would she like to shop? At the mall, Duran. So. <laughs> you can call me Chica anytime you want. Oh, I hated that shit. So intangible. <laughs>